Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1059. This week on Cars Yeah, I'm promoting the Cruise-In at LeMay America's Car Museum Grit City Motor Show, taking place Saturday, June 23rd. I'll be the MC at this fun event. You can learn more at LeMayMuseum.org. If you work hard enough and you want it bad enough, dreams come true. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Canada, Kyle Marcelli. Hey, Kyle, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? (laughs) Always. Always. Yes, you are. Kyle Marcelli is a professional sports car racer. For 2018, he races as part of the 3GT racing team, driving the number 14 Lexus RCF GT3 in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Kyle also races for Roush Performance, KOHR Motorsports, and the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge at the wheel of the number 60 Ford Mustang GT4 and in the PFA FF Motorsports in their number 13 Porsche Cayman GT4 in the Pirelli World Challenge. And if that's not enough, he also races for Fields Racing in their 96 Chevrolet Camaro TA2 in the Trans Am Series. I don't know how you ever have time to sleep, Kyle. His career started in go-karts and single-seaters before making a debut in the America Le Mans series in 2010. He's been part of a successful program in prototype and GT racing in the European Le Mans series and Grand Am Rolex Sports Car Series, the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge, the Pirelli World Challenge, and the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Series. You are one busy guy. So, Kyle, I've told our listeners a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for racing automobiles? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mark. My passion started at a young age, 10 years old. Two of my uncles both raced motorcycles, one uh, one on pavement and one on the dirt. And it was always this family joke. The, The one uncle said to the other, you know, dirt's for growing potatoes and asphalt's for racing. (laughs) <laughs> and he took me to the, the local go-kart track where you go with your family and you rent the go-kart. And, and I just fell in love with driving. And shortly thereafter, he and my father and I were at dinner and uh, we convinced my dad that I needed to get a go-kart. And uh, that's when I was 10 years old and, and we started this path. And day on, it, I, I just eat, sleep and breathe it. Every day, it's, it's how do I further myself in, in motorsport and you know continue to make this. First off, make it a career and fulfill a dream and, and then continue to, to make it a career. I've been very, very blessed along the way. Many people have helped me and it's not an easy career choice, but it's, uh, it's a dream come true. No doubt, no doubt. And I know, Kyle, you're also big on the business side of racing, which is so important these days, which I think is pretty cool. But I love that saying, dirt for growing potatoes. Well, not if you're a dirt bike guy. <laughs> It's pretty fun to get out there and uh, ride dirt bikes. I know a lot of friends that have done that in the past, and I did it back in the day. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your racing career. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars Yeah. So, Kyle, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you work hard enough and you want it bad enough, dreams come true. Yes. You know, I heard it, I heard it once as a, as a young boy, and... 
it was it was part of my my email signature for a long time until I grew up and re- realized I had to have a more mature looking email signature. But yeah, I just believe that, you know, if you work hard enough and you want it bad enough, anything can happen. And, you know, sure, you need luck along the way, but I think we also create a bit of our own luck. I've had so many racers on this show and I hear very similar things from all of them is you got to work so hard, but you got to really want it and you can't give up. That's another uh, common saying among drivers, of course, but uh, I like that. You know, it's, it's a good mantra to have. It's a good way to go through life and it's how people become successful. Well, I know you shared that story when you got to jump in that go-kart when you were a little kid, but I'd love for you to maybe go back and tell us about a pivotal moment uh, that instigated your passion for cars and racing. Is there kind of a first race car that you jumped in that uh, was really pivotal when you realized, yes, indeed, this is what I want to be, a race car driver? Um, No, not necessarily a first race car. I I just remember going to the Goodwood go-kart track in uh, in Goodwood, Ontario. And this is where, you know, my uncle and I would race around on the rental cart. And, and I remember dinner with my, with my father and I remember going to sleep that night and I had this little teddy bear in bed saying, uh, you know, <laughs> that I just said that, you know, man, this is, this is what I want to do. That was sort of day one. That was right at the beginning. And I mean, before that, to be honest, I don't, uh, I don't remember watching it on TV or, or being a fan of any kind is just I I got to experience it firsthand as a child and then you know fast forward a little bit after that I I remember going to Mosport International Raceway as a kid Omanville Ontario and watching the American Le Mans series the most exotic sports cars and prototypes and I got my photo in front of you know every car on the grid with two thumbs up and and so I don't know when I when I think back you know those are two moments that stand out that happened at the beginning. And then I said that, you know, this, this is what I want to do. And we'll get into it later in the conversation, I imagine. But, you know, to fast forward uh, 10 years after that and to make my debut in the American Mon series was a really cool moment. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. I, you know, so many little kids want to be things like race car drivers, astronauts, firemen, policemen, whatever it might be. But those dreams never really come true because they don't follow through and they don't stay focused. And as you said, they don't just work on it every day. But boy, that must have really uh, stuck in your mind because the fact that just 10 years later you were there is pretty darn cool. That's awesome. Well, let's take a look at some of the many roads you drove down. You said it yourself. You've chosen a profession that is not easy. Uh, this is not an easy path, especially these days with all the business side of racing, the sponsorship requirements, the money the ups and downs, I would love for you to share a big challenge in your racing career, even a big failure you faced. But more importantly, what were the lessons you learned from that situation? Yeah, well, I think it's a good point you make. And and most people in the sport or around the sport, you know, just think it's a rich man's sport. And for some, that's the case. Uh, For others, it's not the case. It's a little bit unlike other sports, for sure. If you have money, you can write a check and go racing. And that's not the same for, you know, you can't necessarily write a check and be the starting goaltender for the Washington Capitals. Um, <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But, you know, but in motorsports, that's the case. However, on the other end of the spectrum, I mean, if you have talent and you work hard enough and, and you get the results on the track and, you know, you're at the right place in the right time, you can make it to the top based just on talent and no money at all. So, I mean, we, we see, we see drivers from all backgrounds that uh, make it to the professional level. For me, when you ask, was there a challenge early on uh, or at any point, 
there was definitely that financial challenge early on. My father, as I started racing go-karts, my father was a bricklayer, sort of learned the trade from his father who came over from Italy. He, he worked hard for his money and he, he always said to me that he, you know, and he, and he, he gave me the shirt off his back and, and said he would until I was 19. And, and sort of by that point, I had to either make it or, or, or not, or sort of take care of myself, if you will. So we, we raced go-karts from, you know, age 10 to, to 14. And, and I was fortunate to get connected with uh, what we would call like a factory go-kart racing team uh, based in Canada. They financed, you know, new go-karts for me, engines, tires. We just had to cover my travel expenses and entry fees. So that was wonderful. We got the results. And, you know, when I was ready to move on from karting in 2015, I was ranked sixth in North America in the shifter karts. But that next step was, you know, how do we get into a race car? And this is when money was really became a big part of the equation. Formula BMW was the championship kart racers, you know, in the world we're going to. There was a Formula BMW North America. There was a European series, an Asian series, you know, and I and I figured that's where I got to go if, if all the best go kart racers were going there. Yeah. You know, of course, at a young age, we kind of looked towards Formula One or IndyCar is 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 that that dream. But I needed I needed three hundred three hundred fifty thousand dollars to to go to any team and race one season mm-hmm. of Formula BMW. That just wasn't in the card. You know, but my father, he gave me his binder. It was this little black, little black binder full of business cards. And he basically said, oh, you can call anyone in here you want and yeah. tell them who you are and, and see if we can rent, generate any sponsorship. And there was yeah. his mortgage broker in there, his dentist, doctor. I mean, you name wow. it, everybody was in there. Yeah. And I called every name in the book. I said who I was. I'm trying to, to generate sponsorship to, to advance my career. Anyways, so many people stepped up the plate and I generated 25,000, but still a long haul from what I needed to, to right. go race Formula BMW. So you don't want to, you don't even want to get out of bed. You're, you're thinking like, this isn't supposed to happen. You know, you've got all these results, uh, racing go-karts and you know, the abilities there, but you don't necessarily have the, the money to move forward. And it's, it's like a stalling point. Uh, it was just, I didn't know how to advance, you know, and then things worked out. I had some influencers in my career, a guy named Ron Fellows, uh, David uh, Embry, yes. both, both, yeah. both successful sports car guys. They directed me over, they directed me to, uh, to the sports car racing uh, option. But before that, I should say they, they recommended the Canadian Formula Ford 1600 series. And, uh, and I needed a budget of 50000 to go do that. So I was halfway there. Yeah, and I had a local local ATV snowmobile store in my town that I pitched a proposal. I said I'll come in three days a week after school and clean the bikes, and they gave me five thousand, and I ended up getting the fifty. And this was in two thousand and seven, and I raced the Formula sixteen hundred and won the championship, and then my, my automotive career, I guess you could say, sort of took off from there. But yeah. there was definitely wow. that point I didn't uh, where I, where I sort of thought I was done just because of the hurdle of, of having to find money. Well, wonderful story here. Ron Fellows has been a guest on the show, of course, very successful racer and businessman. But my takeaway from this story is is one of a couple things. One is, you know, you were dialing for dollars. That's a hard thing to do, but that's what you got to do sometimes. You just went out and created your own success. But the other thing is surrounding yourself with people who can help you, good mentors, good advisors. And that's another wonderful move that I heard from that story that you made. Those folks can help steer us down some paths we can't even see the light to get to. 
And yeah. that's so important to surround yourself with the right people. Just like racing, got to have a good team. It's not just about the driver in the car. It's backed by so many people and sponsors. So awesome story. Thanks for sharing yeah, that. Absolutely. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'm sure you had a few career aha moments, some enlightenments that you go, ah, yes, this is the track I need to go to, the car I need to drive. So tell us about one of your most important aha moments. Um, <laughs> well, one happened very, very recently. That's the one that comes to mind. I guess I want to talk about because it's an industry where you need all of the tools to, to get the job done. It's, uh, there are, there are many variables to winning a race or winning a championship. You need, obviously the, the driver behind the wheel needs to be skilled. The race car itself needs to be, you know, well prepared and in a, uh, a quality fast race car. And, and then you need the team behind you to execute fast and reliable pit stops and you know and then there's the financial aspect of having the sponsorship to get there in the first place but sure anyways there's just so many components i've made my debut as we said in in 2010 in the america Le Mans series that was my first professional race and and i've been blessed to to have a job uh to continue racing every year since but it wasn't until i would say this year that the stars sort of aligned and i had good equipment, good race cars, good teams, good co-drivers, um, because this is an endurance sports car racing series and, and your, your co-driver goes a, plays a big role, uh, part oh, in the yes. result as well. Yeah. And so long story short, three weeks ago now in the mid Ohio sports car course, I had won both races. I won on the Saturday in the IMSA continental sports car challenge in the Ford Mustang GT4. And then I won on Sunday in the Lexus RCF GT3 in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And, awesome. and that had never that had never been done before where one driver had won both of IMSA's championship races in the same weekend. So that was an aha moment. And it was like, you know, just finally yeah. the stars have aligned and I have all the tools and resources I need to be competitive and and things just worked. Congratulations. That's that's so cool. That's not an easy thing to do either. Boy. Uh, but yeah, the stars aligned indeed. Uh, no doubt to uh, your skill and talent and the teams that you're involved with as well. That's fantastic. Let's have a little bit of fun. Talk about your first really special race car. And I know when I say what's your most special, that's too hard to answer because they're all important. They're all special. But maybe the first one that you jumped into that was really good for you uh, and maybe share a memory you have about that that race car. The first special race car. I would say um, I never got to race it, but I tested it. And this was a Lola LMP1 car. It was a twin turbo, 850 horsepower. And prior to this, this was in 2009. I was 19 years old. Uh, and this was ironically at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course as well. I had just so I had finished go-karts in 2014, uh, 15. I'd done a little bit of single-seater racing, Formula Ford 1600, Formula Ford 2000 in 2007 and 8. And then I did some um, a series called IMSA Prototype Lights. And this was maybe a 250-horsepower prototype. It was actually based off of the uh, the open-wheel race car called the, the Star Mazda or the Pro Mazda. Uh, but it had a body a body over it that made it look like a sports car prototype. And so I did a few races in that in 2009. And then I got this opportunity with Intersport Racing to test their Lola LMP1 car that raced in the America Le Mans series against, you know, the, the famous, you know, Audi. I think it was the R10s at the time. 
And so I got in this thing having only experienced 250 horsepower in my life. And this had oh my, 850. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I had never been from point A to point B so fast in my life. It was a rocket ship on wheels. I mean, just an absolute thrill. And that wasn't even the best part. I'd say it stopped. It stopped 10 times faster than it accelerated. This was the first time that I experienced, you know, a real downforce car and a car with carbon ceramic uh, brake pads and rotors. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I wasn't buckled in, you'd smack your head off the steering wheel when you oh, hit no the brake doubt. pedal. So that was a really <laughs> yeah. cool, really cool race car. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. I've talked to people who've jumped into cars like that or even Formula One cars and they've, they've said the same thing. They said the acceleration and handling is one thing, but the brakes will blow you away. You can't yeah. believe how late you can brake and how fast these cars can stop and how every organ in your body, including your eyes, wants to exit your body when you put the brakes on. It's just yeah, crazy. Exactly. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Well, well, how about Sellers or Morris? I assume you've maybe had some cool street cars. Is there a car you've owned that you've let go that you wish you had back? I had a, um, I haven't had the pleasure of owning a lot of, you know, cool, uh, sports cars for the road. However, I had a 2008 and it was brand new at the time. So in 2008, I had a, had a new Subaru WRX STI. Oh, and, nice. and being from, from Ontario, Canada, obviously we see uh, quite a bit of snow in the wintertime. It was probably the most fun car I've ever had to drive. The all wheel drive system was phenomenal on it. I think I did a whole winter with, with summer tires on. And it was just, it was a rally race every time, you know, you got to go in town or, you know, head to wherever. And I got rid of that car. And I actually, I do bring it up now and then that I, that I miss it. I drive a Ford F-150 now and it's a little different. uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing like the, nothing like the STI rally car. So yeah, I'd say that'd be the one. Yeah, I think so. Especially in the wintertime, Ontario on summer tires. Oh my gosh. Only a few people could pull that off. Yeah, absolutely. Rally driving indeed. Well, I would love for you to share a little bit more with our listeners about what has you excited and fired up about this year and this racing season. Yeah, probably not to be repetitive, but this is one of those years where sort of the stars align and, and I have all the resources I need to, to win races. That doesn't happen very often in this sport, and and I'm really excited about that. Um, the race cars I'm in are fast, reliable, um, competitive. They're in a good uh, what we would call balance of performance window. The teams, the teams are experienced and uh, knowledgeable and well funded. And my co-drivers are, uh, you know, are, are young, very similar, uh, similar in age and driving style and, and Isaac Fitman and kind of you name it. It's, yeah. uh, it's just a really rare, rare to have everything line up as it had this year. Um, and it's a busy year. I'm going to have about 37 weeks of racing between the four programs that I'm part of. Now, two of those are full-time. Uh, Alexis in the IMSA WeatherTech Championship and the Ford in the IMSA Continental Championship are the only two that are full-time. Mm-hmm. The other programs that you touched on at the beginning of, uh, of the show were, uh, are both part-time. I, I do about five to six races in, uh, in the Porsche and the, and the Camaro. Nice. Um, but just, yeah, just, just good equipment, uh, good teams, good co-drivers, and you know, now we can really just buckle down and, and get some results. We fortunately already had three wins this year, but I, I'm pushing for more. Absolutely. Could you give a quick shout out to your teams again, just so our listeners can be reminded who they are? Yes, yeah, so I'm with 3GT Racing. They're out of uh, Lansing, Michigan, and that's, uh, that's with the Lexus. Roush Performance Core Motorsports, 
and they are out of Detroit, Michigan, and that's in the Ford Mustang. Fast Motorsports, they are out of Toronto, Ontario, and that's the Porsche Cayman. And Fields Racing out of Richmond, Virginia, and that's the Chevy Camaro. Very cool. I'll make sure I put links to all those great teams on Kyle's show notes page on the Cars yeah website so you can track them, follow him, see what he's up to. Very, very cool. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Kyle. Kind of delves into your mind a little bit. If Kyle was a car or a race car, what would he be and why? <laughs> I would look lean towards a Ferrari. My, my roots are Italian. Yep. I like to think I have good taste. I'm a bit OCD. I feel like, you know, the attention to detail with with Enzo Ferrari was was maybe a bit of the same. I like to go fast. I like the color red. Uh, those just, I mean, Perfect. you think red, you naturally think Ferrari. I had the pleasure of racing a Ferrari twice in my career, once last year in the 488 GT3 and, and once in 2014, the 458 GT3. And um, my... I don't think my grandfather had ever watched one of my races before, but when he found out I was racing a Ferrari, he had the PBR set and made sure to watch the race. So, yeah, I'd say a Ferrari. I like it. That must have been pretty proud for you and pretty proud for him <laughs> to see you racing in a Ferrari, that uh, Italian heritage, Fantastico, as they say in yeah. Italy, for <laughs> yeah. Ferrari. Very nice. Well, Kyle, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hey, this is Mark Green. Are you interested in selling online and building a sustainable business? Bonanza is a marketplace platform that empowers you to create your dream business. Getting started at Bonanza is easy. You can start fresh or import your items from other marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or Shopify. Auto parts and accessories are a high-performance category at Bonanza, and there's no risk involved in signing up. There are no listing fees or monthly fees. You pay only when you make the sale. Bonanza listens to seller feedback and uses it to improve tools and build new features, so there are tons of customization options for sellers no matter what the size of your business. Be sure to sign up using the link bonanza.com slash cars yeah, and you'll receive a free consultation with Bonanza experts who make sure that you are on your way to generating sales. That's bonanza.com slash cars yeah. Okay, Kyle, we're back and we're entering the last lap. This is a place you've been in many times. The white flag's out and you know what that means. Time to put your foot into it. I'm going to give you some questions here and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle 
What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? If you got a chance to take new tires, take them. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a bad one. <laughs> Actually, it's a great one. It applies to both <laughs> okay. racing and streetcars. Too many people are driving yeah. around on old tires, man. There's yeah, it's the only yeah, point, point of contact between the car and the road. But uh, race car drivers love new tires. Oh, we all do. I, you know, I know a lot of people that look at that as a burden, but I love new tires on my streetcar. I mean, oh, yeah. I like the smell, the look. I'm just, I feel so much better especially up here where it rains a lot in the Pacific Northwest. So very nicely said. Now, would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your many successes? Persistence. I would say persistence. Mm. I know that paid off to help get my first professional drive in 2010. And I think that goes a long way, you know, not even just in, in motorsports, but in, you know, whatever you're into, whether, whether it's a sport, whether it's uh, another career, Anything, I think, persistence, uh, pace off. I mean, there's there's a balance, there's a delicate balance, but I think not enough people, or I should say, I should say, I think there's a lot of people that give up too soon. You're right. No, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, persistence, tenacity, uh, but I always say a polite persistence is important as well. I think that's the only way I've been able to land a thousand fifty nine guests here in four years. On Arch, yeah, yeah, because a lot of people <laughs> say, "Man, you're persistent. You don't give up." Like, no, I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You just can't. Now, about a resource, there are so many great resources out there. Of course, the teams and your sponsors are awesome resources. But is there one resource you might share with us? Um, YouTube. <laughs> no kidding. I think now it, that's a tool that you know has just taken off in the last I don't know maybe ten years and maybe yeah. more than that. I don't know. Time goes by fast. But whether you want to look at onboard racing footage or watch. Or like I watch a lot of previous races. If I go to a, a new circuit, I'll watch the the race there from last year and to see where the passes were being made. You uh, know where yeah. the where the where the defense where the defensive moves were 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 being made. Um, just learn as much as I can. You can learn so much from just watching videos on YouTube. I mean, heck, I'm I'm in the process of building a, ho- a house right now, and my father's now a home builder. As I said, he started off as a bricklayer. I'm I'm learning things along the way, and I'll just. Heck, I'll look it up on YouTube on how to install a kitchen and, and yeah. try it myself. <laughs> I know. It's incredible. I, that's how I learned how to podcast. That's lear- how I learned how to build my website at Cars Yeah. I did it all myself, but go. I was just up late watching YouTube videos. I mean, you can learn how to extract a <laughs> tooth if you want to on YouTube. Not that you might want to do that, but uh, maybe if you had to do it one day. How about a drink? If I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, racing field, living or deceased, who would that person be? You know what? No, I would probably say Jill Villeneuve. Oh, yeah. He uh, just a very accomplished racer. You know, self-made, versatile. I think that would be my go-to, and that would be over a glass of red wine. Uh, yeah, I think an so. RD, yeah, she- an RDC wine, actually. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, you look, you go back and look at his racing and the things that he's he's done. Oh man, talk about persistent and grit and drive and just don't give up no matter what. I mean, just, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool indeed. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Um, that's a bad question for me. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm i not much of a reader. I just find I my mind wanders. I can't stay focused. I, uh, ah. I, I, I don't have a you know what book I've, to recommend. Well, you know, that's okay. I've had a few guests that, that are like that. And one thing I always suggest to them, and I, I tend to be the same. I love books. But it's hard for me to sit down and focus sometimes because my brain is just, I don't know, something's going on up there, but is audiobooks. And I recommend that to listeners too. Audiobooks are a wonderful way to enjoy books. 
without having to read. And you can do it when you're on a yeah. plane or when you're on a bike, when you're exercising, walking, whatever. Um, and it just takes your mind away and your, your story away. I just re-listened to Gar Stein's The Art of Racing in the Rain a couple of weeks ago. I was out in the yard and just, okay. uh, yeah, it was a wonderful way to enjoy the book. And, uh, you get through it pretty quick. And, and the voice of the narrator brings a whole new level of, of fun. Sometimes the narrators aren't that great. And I go, Oh man, they picked the wrong person for this. But, uh, yeah, might recommend you give that a try. And I'll remind our listeners, that you can enjoy all these resources Kyle has shared on his show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Kyle Marcelli, M-A-R-C-E-L-L-I. That page will pop right up. All right, Kyle, we're up to the checkered flag, and you've seen many checkered flags in your career, thank goodness. But this last question can be a bit of a doozy, but it's a fun one. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. Money's no object, but here are the rules. You can only have this one car in your garage. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys or go racing with. And I want you to enjoy it and drive it. No garage queens here at Cars Yeah. So what can I buy it? Yeah, I will take a, and I'm not picky on the year, but uh, but it would be a Ferrari Testarossa. Oh, okay. In red. In red, in red of course. Yeah, of course, that, that uh, Italian heritage you have in your blood there. Ferrari Testarossa. Well, you know what comes to mind when I think of Testarossa? Of course, the 80s, Don Johnson. Uh, Miami Vice, uh, that white, that white one that he re- they replaced his Daytona that got exploded or blown up on the TV sure. show, uh, was fun. But yeah, the Testarossa is just, uh, kind of an iconic car. Pretty cool. Pretty cool car too. Pretty neat Peninfrina yeah. design as well. Yeah. Yes, very iconic. And, and now, now beginning to go up quite a bit in value. So I missed the boat on that one. Well, I, I, if I could have a nickel for every car boat I missed that went up in value, I'd have, I'd have enough nickels to buy a Ferrari Testarossa. <laughs> but, but, um, you know, yeah, what sure. is it about that car that, that kind of strikes a chord in you? Because there's so many cool Ferraris out there. That one's a pretty distinct model. Yeah. And I think it's, I think for that reason that it, that it's so unique, you know, it's a bit, it unlike other Ferraris, I, you know, as a as a young kid, without even you know knowing much about cars or racing, I mean, I I, I saw that car, knew that car, and, and sort of knew it was a, you know, it's a sports car, you know, it's a fast car. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never I've never even sat in one to be honest with you, let alone drive one. Um, and maybe that's a big part of of the what, fantasy. What it, yeah, why I want it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but, we'll have to uh, change that. We'll have to get you in one of those things. Although I'm not so sure many Testarossa owners might toss you the keys knowing that you're a race car driver. There's a good and bad to that, you know, when you when you toss somebody yeah. your keys. It's like, hmm, I don't know. I, I mean, he knows what he's doing, but maybe that's a bad thing, too. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to drive it. Well, I think for me, that car, what really stands out is a 4.9 liter, that Tipo F113 engine, uh, that flat 12. Oh, my gosh. That's what does it for me. You know your car. cars, don't you, Mark? A little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, it's the engines that I think are even more important. I love the design, of course, and Ferraris always had beautiful cars, but that engine just sounds so cool. So, ah, very nice. Well, I'll get to work on that, Kyle. Find your red Testeros. That shouldn't be too big of a challenge for me. You've taken me on a great ride around the track today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy, busy schedule and spending it with us here on Cars Yeah. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Ferrari Testarossa? <laughs> oh, man, I can see it now. I can feel it. I know. Uh, yeah, you know what? Thank you very much for having me. It was it was fun to talk with you, Mark. And, Thank you. Uh, and to the listeners, to the aspiring young racers that are hopefully listening, 
you know, just, just never give up. Don't settle for a no. You work hard enough and you want it bad enough. Anything's possible. That's a great advice. I always say a no today is just a maybe and a yes tomorrow. So yeah, don't give up. Listeners, you can find links to everything that Kyle has shared again on his Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Kyle Marcelli. You'll find it there, including links to his page. What are some of the best ways for our listeners to follow along with you and your racing? Yeah, we've, with today's social media, I think that's the best place. Uh, we're pretty active on Instagram and Facebook. I've got a marketing manager who, uh, who does great work, specifically on the digital media side with videos. But yeah, follow us there, Instagram, Facebook. It's just my name, Kyle Marcelli. Uh, you'll be able to find it and you'll see a lot of great content uh, at all of the races that I participate in this year. Absolutely. I'll make sure I have links to those on Kyle's show notes page. Follow along with what this young man's doing. Um, He is having some fun, and I know you'll have fun following along with his racing. And if you have a chance to go to a race and be at a race, that's a whole other level of participation for a viewer and a fan. So go do that as soon as you can. Kyle, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much, Mark. You're welcome. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.